Blog Talk Radio. up everybody welcome to another edition of sports urban legend hello my co-host macaulay matthew i am of course william ramo what's up mac how you doing hey what's up how's it going i'm good good to have you on the show thank you thanks for having me my pleasure and i want to thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening as always you know and uh, as you all know um the big news is the lebron james officially signing you know, with the Los Angeles Lakers, as I predicted last week episode, as you all know. Uh, so we're going to lead off with that. We're also going to talk about DeMarcus Cousins uh, signing with the Warriors and Warriors literally having an all-star team. We'll get into that. You know, we'll talk about the latest with the Yankees, um, you know, the, the Mets, the Red Sox, and uh, a little WWE news, and maybe a little bit more. So, you know, sit back, relax, and uh, thanks again for enjoying the show. Uh, but with that, let's let's just dive into the, the 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 big elephant in the room, the sports world, and that is LeBron James taking his talents to uh, Los Angeles with the Lakers. And, um, you know, like I was saying last week, um, you know, I, I, I could see, you know, him going to – Houston or 76ers or Boston, but what I, what team I really felt he was going to go to was Los Angeles with the Lakers. And, you know, of course, you know, my reasonings was, you know, um, LeBron, you know, he, you know, he's going to a, a legendary team, which is the Lakers. Sure. The Lakers are in a tough time, but you know, LeBron James, man, he's, he's, you know, he instantly turns any team to a championship caliber team. And, you know, that's what he's, that's what, um, you know, the Lakers have with LeBron James right now. You know, he has that draw, you know, that ability to draw, you know, any talent, you know, to whatever team he goes to. And, you know, I think that's definitely going to be the case with with Los Angeles. He got, you know, Rondo. I mean, they could have got um, Cousins, who's arguably, you know, the best center in the game right now. But they turned him down, and as a result, you know, he signs with the Warriors. And with that domino effect, the Warriors um, arguably has one of the best pound-for-pound, uh, pound pound, um, you know, lineup in NBA history. You know, the last time you've had a lineup like this robust like this, you know, you know with the exception with the Warrior team, the, 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 these recent Warrior teams, you got to go back to the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, the super Lakers who, you know, they didn't win the title, but they had that um, star power of future hall of famers with, with Shaq, Kobe, Carl Malone, uh, Gary Payton. But they had that, this team has the, you know, has the uh, potential to surpass that team, you know, with all these uh, all-stars, you know, you got Steph Curry, 
Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, um, now Cousins. You know, there's a there's a powerful lineup right here, and of course Durant, the you know the you know the reigning um, NBA MVP and and um, NBA Finals MVP. So I mean, th- this is gonna be this is gonna be uh, as as it's been for the past five years or so, at least five years, it's a two, it's a two team NBA race, but now, but now um, with LeBron going to LA, now the West, the former, the formidable West is even stronger than ever before. Cause now you got arguably the top five, top six players are all playing in the Western conference. And this leaves the Eastern conference wide open for the, um, you know, the Celtics and the 76ers to battle it out. So what's your thoughts on the, the domino effect of this this week in the NBA? Uh, well, you know, I you know I thought LeBron, I didn't think it was a good decision before he signed for him to go to L.A. because of the fact that it's going to be the West. You're going to have to compete with the Warriors to get out of the finals. It's going to be it's much easier to stay in the Eastern Conference and we could continue going to the finals every year and have a chance to win a championship. So I thought that was the reason that he should have stayed. But, uh, you know, um, him signing wasn't that much of a shock. I mean, I was surprised, but I wasn't shocked, you know, because there were talks, you know, all throughout the last several weeks he might be going to L.A., um, especially since he has houses there and, you know, he wants to, you know, he wants to focus more on his entertainment career um, in L.A., so it wasn't so much of a – I mean, I was in shock that much. But, you know, I, I thought he should have stayed in the Eastern Conference. I mean, he could have gone to Sixers or Boston, had a greater chance of going to the Eastern, to the NBA Finals. But now, especially with Golden State now signing the Marcus Cousins, I mean, that team could go 82-0 and 0 with know. all the all-stars that they have. So now it's going to be tough for him to compete. I mean, Lakers – I know LeBron makes every team that he goes to good, but – Right now, the Lakers—they are a championship squad. I mean, they have good—they have good players. You know, they got Rondo, they got Lance Stevenson, right. McGee. But I mean, you don't really have—I mean, it's pretty much like Cavaliers 2.0, you know, from this past mm-hmm. season. So he's—he's he's gonna need another guy or two to help him because this team is not gonna compete with Warriors. They might not even be able to compete with Houston. So, yeah, uh, LeBron's got a lot of work a- ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's why the rumors of, you know, the Lakers are involved with either getting uh, Kawhi Leonard or um, uh, Draymond, uh, Damian Lillard, you know, from Portland. You know, those those are the rumors that have been heating up lately. You know what I'm saying? And who knows, maybe in a crazy world, you know, with uh, Melo possibly getting bought out, you know, maybe he could, if he does get bought out, which that's the rumor, because apparently, thanks to the Knicks and uh, Phil Jackson, you know, the the um, Thunder has to pay him like $27 million, you know, the Thunder has to pay him $70 million, $27 million contract, but they're going to try to work out a buyout, which which would make him a free agent. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, he signed a veteran contract to sign with the, you know, with the Lakers or any of these, uh, uh, contending teams, you know, yeah. even though, you know, Melo, he had a horrible season, you know, um, not being, you know, you know, this is the first year that, you know, he basically wasn't the focal point. And, um, 
you know, as a result, he had his worst uh, year of his career. And, he's, you know, he's going to try to rebound from that. Yeah, definitely. I could see him. I mean, he's good friends with LeBron, so I could see him come, come mellow play with LeBron. It's yeah. possible. But I definitely agree with you with that, um, that the Warriors are still head and shoulders the best team in the league, you know. I mean, it. it, it and that was before they signed um, Cousins. So, you know, Lakers, I mean – you know, if these these uh, rumored moves uh, come through, you know, Lakers will, you know, definitely be there to, you know, challenge, be more of a challenge to uh, the, the the Warriors. But, yeah, this is definitely the Warriors' uh, title until somebody, you know, you know, overthrows them. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because right now they're not a team that could – Content for a championship, so they're going to need the additional pieces from what they have right now. What do you think the Lakers should do, other than you know the aforementioned uh, rumors? Uh, well, I mean, try to get Kawhi, try to trade for him somehow. Maybe try to trade for Lillard, you know, if they can do that, or try to trade for Melo, you know. If they can get all three, then hey, they they're gonna have a great chance next year. Yeah, most definitely. I mean. Yeah, you know, Melo, he's most likely going to get bought out. And, you know, he's he's always had dreams of playing with LeBron, you know, even though he did turn down a, a, a trade rumor for him to get traded to the, you know, from the Knicks to, to Cavaliers. But, you know, and, and instead he, you know, he wanted, he demanded to get traded to Rockets, as the rumor right. was. But, uh, you know, obviously he didn't get that. And instead he got traded uh to the Thunder for uh, Ennis Cantor, who ironically opted in to the Nick contract the same, if I'm assuming right, the same, what, the same day or the day after? Um, no, actually, I think it was, it was maybe two days before LeBron opted in. And, of course, you know, LeBron, LeBron had a, you know, a, you know, a minor Twitter beef with uh, Cantor, you know, you know, this year. But now, um, what's your thoughts of, of that dynamic of another LeBron, you know, nemesis in uh, Lance Stevens joining forces with him? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be – well, Lance Stevenson was like LeBron's greatest nemesis on the court, you know, with his antics. You know, mm-hmm. if you go to YouTube and watch all his mm-hmm. antics against LeBron, it's hilarious. But Blowing stuff uh, in his ears like uh, – Kind of remind me of Robin Hood, you know that Kevin Costner movie. Yeah, where Maid Marian was blowing his ears while he was trying yeah. to shoot the the bow and arrow. Exactly, blowing <laughs> his ear, flop, you know, <laughs> flopping, getting getting foul calls on LeBron. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that he's done, you know, uh, to you know to get into LeBron's head, you know, over the years. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting, you know, to see him now play with LeBron. Um, yeah, you know. And here's the funny thing. All those what? tactics really didn't work because you know um, LeBron advanced to three eight, you know, to eight straight, uh, you know, M- uh, NBA Finals appearances, and then of course had the um, NBA titles to show for it. Yeah, exactly. So it didn't really work out. Yep. So he, so in actuality, he was Le- LeBron was his nemesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that. Because he was just he was just a pest trying to bug him, but now he. And it didn't work. And now he's joining forces. You know, the 
the old saying, if you can't beat them, join them. Just like Grant did with the Warriors yeah. a few years ago. But, you know, of course, with uh, Durant, it worked out because Durant had his best uh, years of his career back-to-back. And and he has two titles to show for it. So, so who do you think is going to be in the – who's going to come out of the East? Well, wow. right now, I mean, Boston would be the leading contender since, you know, they're – you know, they went to Eastern Conference last year, almost made their finals. So I'd put them as number one, especially since they're gonna have Kyrie and um and what's the other guy? I forget his name. Um what's his name again? Hayward. Uh, Hayward, yeah. They're gonna have him back. So they're gonna be a good team. And then Sixers are right there also. You know, they got a young squad with Simmons and Embiid, so they'll be good as well. But right now I put Celtics as a favorite. It, man, you you read in my mind. I I think it's I think it's definitely going to be Celtics versus 76ers in the final. Yeah. And uh, Boston, you know, when you think about Boston and Philadelphia, two teams that hate New York, arguably more than any team in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think they'll definitely, you know, I think uh, Celtics will edge out the the 76ers, you know, to go to the finals and lose to the Warriors. Yeah, definitely. But um yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what major moves will happen. Oh um on the Knicks side and uh, you know, they, they signed uh that uh Mar- that Mario guy um from I forgot how you pronounce his name, it was with an H. Excuse me. He was in the, he was one of the picks he was uh on in the draft with uh with Porzingis a few years oh, ago. Oh yeah, right. But um, um you know, obviously they drafted uh Porz, the the Knicks drafted Porzingis, but now yeah. they signed him, and he grew up a, a Knicks fan. So I mean, you know, his dream p- came true. So you Hizonja. know, he had. Uh, repeat that. M- Mario Hezonja, that's the name. Right, right. Yeah, his his dream finally came true to be a Nick. So you know, I think he I think he's gonna have a good year. I'm not saying he's gonna be all star by any stretch of the imagination, but. I think, you know, playing for the team he rooted for, you know, is going to – and not to mention uh, Fitz, Fitzdale, you know, he has he has a lot of faith in these young guys. And, you know, n- nobody on the roster has a set – you know, has a you know secure spot on, on you know, on the lineup. You know, everybody got to work for it. And then, you know, of course, when Porzingis comes back, they might arguably have one of the tallest, um, you know, lineups in, in the game, you know, with, with Porzingis – possibly playing at the three, um, you know, you got Cantor center. Um, you got, uh, Knox, the rookie who, um, he dazzled everybody in uh, the first game of, uh, summer league with 22 points, even though obviously it's summer league, it's like comparing it to, uh, spring training, you know, yeah. ball. but you know, he, he made a, a nice little appearance, you know, in, in a, you know, a minor league game. So he's showing his potential. Not to mention the young guy Knox. He has a, you know, a seven seven foot wingspan. So, you know, he should improve on the defensive, you know, defensive end with that. Yeah. And um, and the 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 guy, the X factor for the Knicks is Nilakina, and uh, Fitzdale has been, uh, you know, ba- basically preaching to him to be, you know, more aggressive on the offensive end, because uh, Nilakina, as we all know. He's a pass-first point guard. He just literally passed the ball, you know, 
he, he was too timid to score, you know. So I definitely think this is going to be the watershed year for um, Porzingis, where he puts all his talent together, you know, and surprise some people. And, you know, maybe next year he'll be all-star once he, you know, once he gets this uh, sophomore jinx out of the way and actually have a good year, you know. We'll see what happens. Porzingis or Nelikina? Uh, Nelikina, I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Did I say Porzingis? Yeah, my, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad, but yeah, uh, Nilakina, you know, I think he's gonna have a good year. You know, I don't know if it's gonna be all star. I think, I think next, next, not this coming year, but the next year when they hopefully will sign, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving. You know, I think uh, Nilakina will will finally figure it out, have an all star year. Yeah, well, I mean, we still have Trey Burke as point guard. I think right now. I'll start Trey Burke ahead of Nilakina. I like uh, Trey Burke's offensive game, you yeah. know, better than Nilakina. So yeah, I'll start would, him going into the season. Yeah, I, I would, I would too as well. I would put, I would put Burke at the point and have Nilakina be, you know, be a two guard, and then you know he could, you know, develop his passing skills and try to get more of a, you know, a killer instinct on the offensive end, take the yeah. pressure off him, you know. Being a point guard, because you know he showed he you know he showed he has skills to be a point guard. It's just his offense that uh, leaves a lot to be desired, and uh, you know a lot of people are thinking they should have took uh, the guy the the uh, Dennis. Dennis, what was his name again? Dennis, I forgot his name. Dennis, it's not Dennis Johnson. I forgot his name. Uh, for Utah. No, the, the the Dallas, the guy who they they passed on, who you know who, you know who um you know who was a scorer. Oh, league. yeah. Um. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm going blank. Also, yeah. Um, but um, yeah. You know, they. You know, Milikin has has a chance to prove himself, and you know, there's no pressure on on this team this year because Porzingis is out. He's not expected to come back until like around the All Star break in February, and that's if we're lucky. Right. You know, as we speak, uh, uh, Fisdale should be visiting Porzingis very soon, so they can work on that. Uh chemistry that, you know, a head coach and a, um, you know, a star player, you know, should have, you know, obviously from Fitzdale learning from his, uh, you know, his, his failed relationship with uh, Mark Gasol. So I think, you know, I think they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll play beautiful music together once they, once they get that chemistry going. Let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so indeed. So, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah. Um, switching gears. Um, yeah. Let's talk um the the Mets here. Um, you know the Mets they lost uh, three three to nothing um tonight, or should I say uh, this afternoon. Um, Mets uh, Stephen Mats, who's been rumored to be in trade rumors uh, along with all the other pitchers, the top pitchers, uh, Syndergaard, Degrom. And Wheeler, you know, he, he pitched a good game, but unfortunately, um, you know, he he was the loser of he he lost the game. So, you know, the the Mets, you know, after going on a two-game winning streak uh, prior to today, uh, you know, they they fall again. You know, obviously it's a lost season, uh, but Friday night, uh, Batista did something he's never done in the major leagues. And that was not only did he hit a, a walk-off home run, 
which he's never done before prior to Friday night. But he hit a walk-off grand slam with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. So that that looks like that might be one of the few bright spots that this team, you know, has had that's going to have this season. And uh, as we all know, um, Jacob DeGrom, he pitched a brilliant game. He went eight innings, but, uh, you know, he got the no decision. Um, and basically, DeGrom, he's having a marvelous year. He, you know, he should be a Cy Young winner, you know, the Cy Young winner based on his ERA, but the, you know, the Mets, you know, they don't provide any um, offense for him. So, you know, his, his ER, his um, winning, his win loss record is very deceiving. You know, it's even worse than uh, Felix Hernandez's record that he had when he won uh, the Cy Young uh, several wow. years ago. Uh, I think if my memory is right, I think Felix Hernandez was like 14 and 13 or 13 and 13 that Cy Young year, you know, I think, uh, the Grom is equally deserving, but you know the Mets aren't helping him. No, they're not. So we'll see what happens. And uh, John Rico recently, you know, announced that unless if, uh, the Mets get uh, overwhelmed by a, a you know a, a, an awesome deal, uh, Syndergaard and uh, the Grom are not going to get traded. Which I think that's a great idea. You know, I don't think those two should be traded. I think you should build around those guys. I mean, I love Mats. I would love to see Mats stay. Um, Wheeler, I'd like to see him stay as well, but um, I think this is the best you're going to get out of Wheeler. So if you ask me out of the, between Mats or, or Wheeler who they should trade, I, I think they should trade Wheeler, you know. But, you know, if they if they get a great deal for both guys and it instantly improves the team, which I doubt the Mets would get a, a deal like that, then unfortunately you're gonna to have to part with them. You have to get some. You have to give something to get something. So, you know, you know that's that's the 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 horrible state of the 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 Mets right now for or for I mean, the players. I mean, right now the Grom's value is very high. I mean, yeah, you know, you could you could get a lot of prospects and players for him, you know, and then start rebuilding, you know, around those players. But right now it doesn't look like the Mets. Want to trade the Grom or Syndergaard, which I think is wrong, you know, because you know you got to trade a player when his value is high, especially when the team right now is not not very good. So, but I don't know. I don't know what the Mets are doing, man. If you know, if Mets won't trade either one of them, they might regret this, you know, a few years or five years from now. I I think I I think you make a valid point because you know Father Time does affect everybody and not to mention all the a lot all these pitchers have had uh Tommy John surgeries and thoracic thoracic outlet surgeries with the with the case of um Harvey and, and Harvey also did have a Tommy John surgery um yeah. he I've heard he's pitched well his last three starts you know and he's rumored to be traded to Nationals you know who knows maybe the Yankees might even go after him as I I've been saying for the past couple of years prior to this year so who? Which one? Harvey. You never know if he can continue to bounce. Oh no, that ship so. has sailed a long time ago. You never There's know if he if he keeps this up. No, he's horrible. Harvey can't yeah. pitch anymore. He's I mean, horrible. I agree. He's, I agree. I've, I saw him with my my own two eyes. You know, he he's been horrible. I mean, the change of scenery these past couple of these past three starts. Um, you know, 
Sean, he's starting to turn it around, but obviously it's a small sample. Yeah. But it looks like Nationals are going to go after him, you know, because, you know, they want to stick it to the Mets. Uh, they they already have D- Daniel Murphy, so why not have another Met that took the Mets to the 2015 and knocked them off the NL East um, title spot? So yeah. I definitely see that happening, you know, so that's something to keep an eye out for. And then, you, of course, you know, you got the Yankees um, interested in uh, Jay Happ, you know, Cole Hamels, Michael Fulmer, who I definitely think is going to be a Yankee, you know. You know, I think that, I think that's a done deal, but um, in my opinion. But uh, who do you think the Yankees are going to go after? Well, I mean, I hear right now, right now, it, it's Jay Happ is like the, the guy – the top guy that they think that they're looking into, you know, but a lot of these pitchers, you know, these teams are asking for the top prospects. And I prefer J-Hab because out of all those pitchers, well, I, I mean, aside from the realm of Bumgarner, which would be the top two choices, but it doesn't look like those two guys are going anywhere. But um, after that, it'd be J-Hab. And J- today was J-Hab's audition, audition, but uh, he didn't fare too well against our lineup. You know, he walked like six and gave up like four four or five earned runs. So it wasn't a good day for him against us, but, you know, he's very good against the Red Sox and he's a good postseason pitcher. So I would love to see him uh, in the, you know, on the Yankees, but it's, it, it might cost us, you know, some prospects to get him. So, you know, we'll have to see who the Yankees, uh, who the Yankees go after. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Yankees, you know, they're, they're they're clearly the best team in the league. Uh, I mean, obviously Astros. You gotta you gotta tip your hat to Astros because Astros is the defending champion. And until and the somebody, Red Sox. Red Sox. I mean, Red Sox is a very good team, but I, I don't. I just don't. To be honest with you, I don't see them topping the Yankees this year. I just feel like the Yankees. You know, they're 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 a better team than the Red Sox. I mean, Red Red Sox is close. Red Sox is close to the Yankees. You know, but I think Yankees will pull it through. We'll pull through and win that division, hands down. Well, Yankees have still need a starting pitcher, and you know, right now we do have some injuries. Right now, we have Glaber on a DL. He'll probably be back, you know, after the All Star break. And you can't Sanchez trust any. Well. You can't trust any Gray. He's like your your guy's yeah. version of uh, Jason Vargas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's uh they they might designate him for assignment or try to trade him maybe, but yeah he's he's been very inconsistent. That's why we need another starter, and you, you guys know, maybe will. a number two or three starter. I'd be shocked if you guys don't address this starting this starting uh, pitching you know dilemma that you guys have, you know yeah. before the training deadline or even after the training deadline you get somebody on the cheap, you know yeah. pass the waivers, but. I definitely see you guys going to get somebody, you know, before this uh, month is over. So if I was a Yankee fan, I wouldn't be worried. But we'll we'll see what happens soon enough. Yeah. Um, but um, let me see. Oh yeah, um did you did you hear about uh Sam Darnold, you know, the um, you know, the Jets uh quarterback he was um, mentioning some stuff, you know, you know him, you know, getting acclimated to New York City, and uh, he he said some uh, interesting stuff. One of them was uh, 
that uh you know he um he's rooting for the Mets you know because he's a National League guy you know he rooted for the Dodgers but now you know since he's in New York Mets is his default team and um another thing he mentioned on a lighter note he said that he tried New York pizza but he hasn't tried a uh, New York bagel so oh, my really? so my question to you since you know like you you know we're both uh born and bred in New York if you had a choice between, you know, you know, eating a, a New York bagel or a New York pizza, which one would you choose? Oh, I mean, New York pizza by far, you know, especially the dollar pizzas, you know, which are, which I think in this New York City is the best pizza that you can get, especially yeah. if you're trying to save money. I go with pizza by far, although there there are some really good bagel places where you can get really good bagels. There was one near my job where you can go and buy like these special bagels and they're really good but nothing beats new york pizza by far i'm i'm with you man we're we're in agreement other than uh the yankees and uh you know the giants we're in agreement with when it comes to these kind of stuff man so mm-hmm. yeah i definitely agree pizza they're both good you can't go wrong with a with a new york bagel but hands down i mean come on if you if you come if you live in new york you gotta try new york pizza that's that's your right that's your right of passage Good. You want to live in New York? Yeah. Yeah, don't do not that franchise piece like Domino's or Papa John's. I'm talking about dollar pizza from, yeah. the, from the small pizza shops. Yeah, made in New York, you know. Exactly. Any of the boroughs are, you know, are fine. Brooklyn, Staten Island, yep. Queens, Manhattan. Um, did I mention all the cities? I, I feel like I'm missing one. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, Queens. Bronx. Yeah, so... Yeah, any any of those places you get a pizza, you'll you'll be fine. So, you know, but um, oh yeah, um, local um hockey news. Um, John Tavares, uh, you know, he was uh, you know, the the star player of the the uh, the Islanders. He signed with his uh, hometown team, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, you know, basically the the, the um Islanders wanted to re-sign him, but you know, basically, you know, he, you know, he had to live out his dream. So, you know, best of luck to uh, John Tavares. You best know. of luck to him. That's a big loss. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. You know, they recently uh, signed uh, Lou, Lou, uh, Lou Lamarillo, you know, obviously the legendary uh, GM for the, the Devils during the, you know, 90s and early 2000s. So, you know, now they got to go, go to the drawing board and, uh, you know, try to, you know, try to get somebody to replace them. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. But uh, moving on to uh, WWE, um, I, I think the most interesting thing going on in on Raw is uh, the feud between Roman Reigns and uh, Bobby Lashley. And uh, it's official that uh, both men are gonna are gonna face off at Extreme Rules. Um, as of right now, it looks like the stipulation of them being the number one contender for Brock Lesnar's uh, universal title. It looks like they they have they took that that stipulation out of it, you know, because there's rumors that Brock Lesnar might not ever come back, even though he's the champion, and go to UFC. So that's the that's the rumor. But if that does happen, I'm hoping you know Bobby Lashley will will get the best of Roman Reigns and. Uh, Hopefully face Brock Lesnar finally. 
yeah, let's hope that happens. We can finally get that Lesnar versus Lashley matchup. But I mean, that's dumb. They should have kept that stipulation because I don't see Brock going anywhere, man. He's 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 still under contract. Didn't he just sign a contract uh, after yeah, WrestleMania? But, but the rumors is is that you know he has a weird contract that apparently he has maybe one one or two more appearances left or something like that. Some weird because he's getting a boatload of money, you know, to sit yeah. out. Yeah. But. WWE foolishly gave him a stipulation where he could just choose when he want to come, and he was rumored to be at Su- SummerSlam. But as of right now, it looks like he might not be there. But I mean, we'll find out uh, next month if he'll, you know, he'll be there. I you know, know. I'll say why WWE babysits this guy. <laughs> Does he really make make them that much money for their for their events? I mean, I. I doubt he makes that much money for the events. I, I doubt that he's even, like, the reason WWE makes money. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a problem with Brock Lesnar, you know, being WWE. You know, hey, more power to him if he can make that much money. But, man, he's holding the title for hostage, man. That's yeah. Why his, that's why his title reign is so tainted. And, you know, it's a fact that matter. If, you know, he popped up a little bit more, or at least for a month for his pay-per-view event or the week, of the paper, the week of the pay per view event or so, I mean, you could kind of live with it a little bit, but it's like he's holding the title for like for hostage, and he's a legit, he's a legit fighter. Like he, yeah. That's why when he fights, you could seriously believe that he could be anybody, and you know, it's you know, real life. He could really legit beat people up. I mean, it's I mean, it's the truth. You know, he's a yeah. UFC fighter. He's a former UFC champion. You know, he, he won the NCAA tournament. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's, he's won everywhere he went, you know, when it comes to wrestling. So, I just, you know, it just doesn't make any sense for me. I mean, the whole, that, that's where Roman Reigns wins the argument. You know what I'm saying? Like, he needs to be there a little bit more, if he's, especially if he's holding the title. Like, yeah. Yeah. He can't be gone for like more than like he can't be gone like three or four months in a row. Like last year, he was gone after WrestleMania, and he didn't come back until like the Great Boss of Fire pay per view event in like July, which is uh, this month. You know, like one year ago from today. I mean, one yeah. year ago from mm-hmm. uh, you know this month. So, I mean, it, it looks similar what was going on. It might be even longer because he's not. He's most likely not gonna. He's not gonna be at Extreme Rules. And he's he's not he might he's most he might not be in SummerSlam as weird as that sounds and that's why the Universal title has no prestige nobody has nobody has had a, a rematch everybody who's lost a title whether it's through injuries with um, uh, Finn Balor Seth Rollins they uh, Goldberg you know all these guys who's lost the title they've never had a rematch. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's yeah. crazy. The universal title is a is a joke title. I mean, it it's not because of I wouldn't. It's not because of Brock Lesnar, but it's it's because of the booking, the bad booking of WWE. You know, this is a new title that's supposed to have prestige, and it's rarely defended, and people don't get rematches. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, some other people, some other guys need to have a shot at it. I mean. You know, so just have one guy hold it and not defend it for months. 
Absolutely. When you think about it, we only really have one title, and that's the WWE title. Yeah. And I'm I'm hoping uh, Styles could win it. I mean, not Styles. I'm hoping Rusev could win the title. But knowing WWE booking, the titles are going to stay on everybody. And they're going to just stretch it out until until SummerSlam. Right. You know? But, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happened with that. Um, on also on Raw, you had um, uh, what you gonna call it? Um, Sasha and Bailey, you know, you know, doing the um, the the the, the I forgot how you call it. Um, you know, the training, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like um, you know, they're they're trying to work out their feeling. You know, they're going to the therapist, um, psychiatrist, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, right, Dr. For whatever reason, the word escapes my mind for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, they're they're trying to work out their feelings, their friendship, and all that stuff. But, you know, the, the segment wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that good, you know. You know, WWE, you know, they, yeah, exactly. It's not, it wasn't as natural as Daniel Bryant and Kane, mm-hmm. you know, when they were doing it, you know, which I was, now they're back. Now, now they're reformed, and they're gonna battle the Bludgeon Brothers uh, for the for the tag team title. So, you know, it's not the same because uh, you know, the only interesting thing was when they were doing the role playing thing, you know. But the whole segments weren't were you know kind of cringeworthy a bit. It was very, <laughs> and that, that's what that's what you could say about all these WWE promos for the past couple of years, like the. Uh, the Bobby Lashley sister segment, the Bobby Lashley talking about his sister segment prior to that, the Alexa Bliss um, segment with Bailey, like from last year. It's like WWE man, they just don't know how to do comedy. Something <laughs> <laughs> that they need to improve on, definitely. Yeah, it's like it's like they have the Last Jedi itis, man. It's like mm-hmm. they have talent, but they don't know how to use the talent, and then they have mm-hmm. comedy. And it's just a it's a joke, you know. You have a, a a a product that was good in the '80s, and in the '90s, early 2000s as well, and they don't know how to use it right. Sounds pretty much like Star Wars nowadays. But yeah, I I digress. But um, let me see what else happened on uh, on the other anything else? Oh yeah, um, um, Kevin Kevin Owens. Got a bunch of blue stuff, which I'm, I'm. It should have been brown because he was in the porta potty, you know, because uh, Braun Strowman destroyed uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Owens while he was inside the the, the porta potty outside when uh, Kevin Owens was trying to hide from him, and when he got when he got when uh, you know the porta potty got smashed with him, you know uh, Kevin Owens was um, you know rescued from you know, by the referees and medical, you know, the medical team. But when he came out, instead of being brown since he was in the toilet, you know, it, it came out blue. I mean, other they're trying to say it's the, the toilet, you know, like the the cleansing thing, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the I know. tidy blue kind of thing. But to me, it would have been more, it would have been more comical if, you know, if it was brown. The brown, the stuff yeah. was brown on him. So I'm like, why is it blue? It doesn't make no sense. But uh, other than that, I'm trying to think what happened on SmackDown. Uh, AJ Styles attacked um, 
uh, uh, rather AJ Styles got attacked by Rusev after you know the phenomenal one defeated uh, Eden English as expected to set up that feud. And um, what else? Uh, Asuka fought against uh, Ellsworth, but that ended in a countout because you know they fought. They fought. You know they fought. Um, you know out of the ring. And that match could have been a good match if they didn't. If WWE didn't do their typical <laughs> disqualification, it's like every match has to end in disqualification. Like, yeah. that's why you can't get into these matches. Is there anything else major I'm missing that happened in WWE? Um, um let me think. Hmm. Oh, the Kane, Kane and Daniel Bryan. You, All right, they had, their, they had their first match. Uh, in uh, what five years or so? Yeah. So no, I mean that that was ma- yeah that's major. But who did the who did they defeat? Was it the revival? I can't remember. Uh, I, no, no, it was, it was revival, wasn't it? Was it revival? I think revival was fighting against Roman Reigns and uh oh and, yeah, yeah uh, right, right. and uh Bobby Lashley and uh who who I think Bobby Lashley who won that one that match I forgot. Well, then the Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley walked out on him. He walked out on well, him. I yeah. guess they won. I guess they. I guess the revival won because Bobby Lashley left, walked out on him because right. Roman Reigns refused to tag him into the match. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't remember who won the. Uh, I can't remember who Daniel Bryan them him beat Daniel Bryan and uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, King beat. Just can't remember off the top of my head. Was it was yeah. so? It was, it was, no, it wasn't. It was, was it? Um, let me see. I think it was Uso. Because they were talking smack with them before them before it, early on the show. Oh, that's true. Oh, right, right, right. Because if Uso would have won, they would it would have turned into a triple threat match. That's what happened. Oh. Yeah, but Uso's lost, so it's still a, a you know a two on two tag team match. Um, the New Day got the got beat up by um by Sanity. You know, at, when, during their um, you know, pancake Fourth of July eating contest. <laughs> but other than that, I can't think of anything else that happened. Yeah, I mean, you got a Hardy, Jeff Hardy against the Miz, which is a okay match. Right. And uh, what should we call it? Uh, Curtis Axel defeated uh, Broken Matt Hardy again. But uh, yeah. yeah. The show's uh, over, so I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I want to thank you, Mac, and uh, check out his show, iMac, coming up at midnight. Check out this show every Saturday at 11, and also check out my YouTube show. And uh, I'm William Ramo. He's McCauley Matthew, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.